What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday here. And if you happen to be on our YouTube page, you guys subscribe to YouTube, you can find this video. Uh, obviously, on the YouTube page, we're filming it right now with the Smooth mobile app. So I'm actually moving around, kind of slide my head side to side here to see if this thing has facial recognition. So the camera actually follows me as I talk and speak, which is pretty cool. So we'll do a ton of these uh, for Instagram as well. I'll do a kind of little walking lunge talk series and things like that. But uh, for the podcast, uh, we're not going to put every video of every podcast we do because sometimes you just come off the top of my head and I'm not going to set up the whole uh, camera display and do that. But a lot of these we're going to house on our YouTube page. If you guys are into YouTube and you're into the video apps, uh, we have about 700 videos on the YouTube page now. Uh, a lot of our podcast stuff and then obviously a lot of training stuff, nutrition, uh, tons of workouts, like full, you know, hey, Jeremy, what's your favorite, you know, leg exercises? Jeremy, what's your favorite ab exercises? Metcons, kind of full flows, a lot of the stuff I've done with Men's Health, you can find on our page there. They're all into different categories, especially mobility. For all you guys who are asking me, like, hey, Jeremy, uh, what's your mobility routine? I have an entire mobility playlist folder on our YouTube page where I walk through, like, all the pigeon stretch series. Um, a lot of the band stuff, everything in detail. And then a lot of times what I do is just because I want to give you guys as much value and put out a ton of really cool shit for you. A lot of the projects we do in the, in the detailed coaching groups, I share like one or two or three of those videos on there as well. So you can kind of get a snippet of what the program entails and what we have going on. But again, almost 700 videos, you guys, it's a lot of stuff and way more of you guys listen to the podcast than subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, so if you do dig video and you want access to, to workouts and me talking through the audio version, uh, head over there and check it out. So with that said, today's podcast, I'm going to talk about 10 rules of life. Now, these are not my rules. These are rules from Thomas Jefferson. And again, I'm not a history buff. I mean, I took it in college and passed it, but it definitely is not my strong suit. I know enough to be dangerous, but I for surely, um, I can't talk history with a lot of you guys, especially if it's your passion. It's just not something I'm uh, crazy into. Uh, but with that, I think, if I remember right, I think Thomas Jefferson was the, the third president. That sounds about right, right? It's like way old school. He's an OG. Thomas Jefferson, you for surely are an OG, sir. So uh, he, I stumbled on this a long time ago. We did a mandatory minute on, uh, on one of these. And uh, Rule number 10 uh, for me specifically has changed my life in terms of the relationships with, with my wife, with friends, with family, with uh, coworkers, colleagues. If you're in the customer service industry, you deal with people and you want to communicate better, which I believe is all of us, I think this is very important for you guys to uh, kind of dig in and uh, at least get an idea of what I'm talking about here. And again, I'm going to go through all 10 rules. Some of them I'm going to go through in detail and break them down how they apply to my life. Some of them I'm just going to rattle them off and go through them because I don't think we need to waste time on them. And they're worded in a very particular way, which I believe is open to interpretation for you guys. And I'll let you do that. And again, I'm going to try to house these on the Jeremy Scott Fitness site as well on a blog post just called, you know, kind of 10 rules to live by, uh, Thomas Jefferson style. And so you guys will kind of get those as well. And I'll throw this up on Instagram stories too, if I can. And just, we film these a lot horizontally, so I don't know if it'll go vertical, but I digress. 10 Rules for Life by the OG himself, Thomas Jefferson. So, rule number one, never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And I think you guys have heard that, and I think uh, in fitness and in business and in life, I think it's important. And you guys know me, I'm you know Mr. 86,400, make the most of every single day and every opportunity, and you know use the time and the seconds in the way that, uh, that are most valuable to you. And I believe this to be true. I don't, I want you guys to be patient. If you're on a fitness journey in terms of eating and training, understand it's a lifelong journey and you guys have to be patient with that stuff. 
but understand you have to feel a sense of urgency to get things done every single day because our time is limited and our time is the most you know precious commodity we have and, and once it's gone we can never get it back and I just think a lot of times people wait and they put off stuff and they think they're going to have more time and the crazy thing is, is that as we get older we have less time because as you guys have heard me say before you'll never have more time in your life than you do right now I repeat that you'll never have more time in your life than you do right now no matter what it is because the clock is always ticking against us so if there's something you guys want to do if it's getting better shape or changing habits or improving mobility or save money for something or write a book or travel please start the first step today and stop procrastinating because you know how many people I meet who I see them and then three months later five months later a year later two years later they still haven't done it they still haven't started you have to get motivated you have to have this internal sense of urgency to get up off your ass and make shit happen if you really want it to happen for you. I promise you that. Number two, never trouble another for what you can do for yourself. Never trouble somebody else for what you can do for yourself. Now, admittedly, I get hundreds of questions a day through Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and our email. And Admittedly, I know people are reaching out to me if you guys perceive me as the expert in something to answer the question, and I'm happy to do it if I can. But a lot of times these things can be answered almost within seconds of you guys just doing a little bit of research and doing a little bit of the legwork yourself. Now, my example would be if I don't know something on nutrition, I can harass Mike Purcell, I can text him right now, I can message, and again, Mike is, is my guy. I think Mike is one of the smartest guys in nutrition in the world, but a lot of times I can figure it out myself. If I'm on PubMed, I'm researching, or I dig into a book, or I find another source before reaching out and harassing him. Now there comes a time where you want to hear it you know, from the horse's mouth, and I get that, and I'm happy to help you guys if I can. But the other example I would give is, I'm not super mechanical, right? Like I don't know all the mechanical things in the world. I, I can't do a lot of stuff. Now, I can jumpstart your car if it dies. I can change a tire if it's flat. If I have to, I can change my oil. I don't want to because in Scottsdale, it's 115 degrees in August. I'm not crawling up under my car. I'll pay somebody who's better than me to do it. But on that very same note, I've learned so many things off of just YouTube alone. Like I've learned how to auger a toilet off YouTube. I've learned how to fix a garbage disposal off YouTube. There's so many things. Chip, we have a, a really fancy drinking fountain here in our facility, like a water bottle filling station. Um, the other day, I pull up a video, watch two infographics, I can unscrew it, I can fix the things that are not perfect with it. So I think that's what it's driving at, is that a lot of times we, your greatest resource, you guys, is not other people. Your greatest resource is resourcefulness. Literally, you guys just putting in the work, digging in, doing a little bit of research, and then obviously asking yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Am I better off paying somebody to do it, or can I figure it out quickly myself, save myself a couple bucks, and save a bunch of time? So, number three. To me, this is this parallels number 10 on his rules list. This Number 10 is probably the most important, uh, but number three for a lot of you guys is, is vital. And number three is never spend your money before you have it. And man, I'm passionate about fitness and health and helping people. And probably the next thing that parallels that, you guys, uh, if I was ever to do anything else, would be to, you know, give people advice on uh, on on money and, and how they spend it. And I and I believe you guys in fitness uh, and finance, they parallel themselves, they parallel each other. And what I mean is that how we eat in terms of calories and macros and how we diversify them and. and the delayed gratification of eating and training and putting in the work before you can see the promise yet and knowing you're going to be doing something for months or even years before it pays off. I think that finance and the money you make parallels that. Now, now hear me out when I say that. In terms of the money you make, 
in terms of the calories you eat, in terms of how you diversify the macros into those calories, in terms of how you diversify your investments and the money that you have. And understanding that saving money is not super sexy, it's not super fun, especially when it's for retirement for a lot of you guys. Putting money into an IRA or a 401k or a SEP or whatever you're choosing, whatever you know vehicle you're investing in, and knowing that you're making that money today and you're not going to really be able to tap into it till you're probably 59 and a half or 60 or 61 or whenever you choose to retire. But knowing the work you're doing at 27 is going to pay off for you when you're 67. Now that's patience. And that's you understanding that. And that's the same thing with fitness. It's knowing that the workouts you're doing today aren't going to pay off next week or even next month, but they're going to pay off next year. They're going to pay off three years from now. Knowing that eating right on Thursday isn't going to make you look like a fucking rock star on Friday, but 15 Thursdays from now it might. 28 Thursdays from now it will. And when I say the money stuff, you guys, you have to understand, we still haven't grasped this. This dude said this stuff in like, shit, like 1825, and it's fucking 2018, almost 2019, we still haven't figured it out, where most of your friends are in debt up their ass. 75% of people you know, so three out of every four homes you drive by are basically living check to check. I mean, how crazy is that? If they don't get one check that comes in, they're in a panic mode and their life is going to change drastically. Now, as insane as that is, that's how Americans are living. Most people don't have $1,000 as like an emergency fund to fall back on. It's crazy to me. But yet, we're spending money, we're racking up consumer debt in terms of you know credit cards and student loans and car loans and mortgages because we're spending money before we have it. Now, if Thomas Jefferson said that in 1825 and we're in almost 2019, we still haven't figured it out, that's crazy to me. The same way we become you know massively overweight, the same way we become massively in debt, the same way that we get back into shape is the same way we get out of debt. I believe those two things mirror themselves. And I, I guess if I'm you know, good at anything in life or have mastered anything, it's the, the patience. I mean, A, be able to work my ass off, but the patience and the delayed gratification of stuff and understanding that me eating this way today and training this way today isn't going to make me look like a rock star right away, but over time it will. And me today putting money into my SEP account, me paying off any consumer debt that I would ever have gets me out of debt. It buys me freedom. It buys me a sense of, I don't know, accomplishment. I think fitness and finance parallel themselves. And again, you guys, take that with you. Don't spend money before you have it. And don't spend money you don't have. And again, I think we live too fancy nowadays anyway. Um, a lot of you guys, if you're under the age of 32, you probably forgot that the world fucking melted in 2008 and people lost their homes and lost jobs. And it changed the scope of what's going on. And a lot of people have recovered. And most people have, but some people haven't. And again, some people have also forgot it even happened. And they're back to doing their same stuff, financing everything, spending money before they have it, not thinking of themselves, you know, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. They're making choices at, you know, 32 years old that they're still going to be paying for at 62 years old. And I think that's what we do in fitness too. We we eat things and drink things and we don't think about our future self. And I said this on Instagram yesterday in a video and I said in our coaching group, don't let the January you hate the December you. And... What that means is don't do things in December in terms of eating and drinking and not training that when January comes and you're back to your quote unquote normal life and you want to get fit and healthy and look good again, that you dug yourself this huge fucking hole in December just because you couldn't have any self-control, you know, in terms of drinking and parties and habits that the January you was having to pay for. Don't let the you at Christmas time with your credit card buy a bunch of shit you don't really need and do a bunch of stuff and then you in March 
or having to pay for it in your credit card interest and everything else. So again, if you guys can't see how those two mirror yourselves and parallel them, I'm happy to do a completely different podcast, but I do think they're very similar. And oftentimes all it takes is you guys thinking of the future you having some self-discipline and some control, not doing things your future self is going to hate you for. Number four, never buy what you do not want because it's cheap. It will be dear to you. Never buy what you do not want because it is cheap. It will be dear to you. I'll keep it rolling after that one. Number five, pride costs us much more than hunger, thirst, and cold. I believe this to be true, you guys. Pride is good. It's good to be a prideful person, but there's a certain line where you have to draw it and uh, where pride gets us in trouble, where we're unwilling to say we're sorry. We're unwilling to admit we're wrong. We're unwilling to backtrack. We're unwilling to change an opinion we were solidified in for years because we're not willing to accept new, updated, awesome information. It's like believing a story that we once thought was true and now we know better, but we're still following those same set of rules because we're too fucking stubborn and we have too much pride. It'd be like using uh, the iPhone 5 and you think it's the best phone ever, even though you know the 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 are way better and it kick its ass, but you just can't change your mind. When you get new technology, when you get new information, it's okay to change your stance on things and to swallow your pride and say, you know what? I was wrong. This is a better way. This is how we do it. It's just like, you know, 12 years ago, I probably prescribed meal plans to people, you know, wrote them out, printed them out, handed them to them. Now we know there's a better way to coach eating and training. There's a better way to train. I used to only do bodybuilding style stuff growing up because I thought that was the only way to be fit. And I love bodybuilding and I think it's great, but there's more efficient ways to be fit uh, and to be more efficient with your time. And that's why we evolve as people. It's why we do different things. And swallowing our pride, I think is great. And again, on that same note, I'll tie it back to finance. I think a lot of us are too prideful of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or trying to look fucking fancy and be amazing. It's like, if you'd be happier downsizing your house, then do it. If you'd be happier having more money and paying off your debts and not, not driving such an expensive car, then do it, you guys. Like, at the end of the day, the ROI is happiness. And sometimes that's us taking a, a punch in the face and be like, you know what? I was wrong. I fucked up. I'd be happier doing this. But a lot of times... People can't get out of their own way, man. And pride can be a great thing, but pride can also uh, be the downfall of a lot of us. So, Number six, we never repent of having eaten too little. I'll say it again. Number six, we never repent for having eaten too little. And I believe this is true. I don't think there's ever been a day any of you guys went by, you know, you've put in an amazing workout, you've crushed it, you've trained, you've done everything awesome, uh, you've ate right, Within macros, real food, you feel great, and then you wake up the next day and you're like, you know what? I'm pissed off that I trained so hard and I got a great workout in. I'm pissed off that I ate so well. I shouldn't have ate, you know, so many green vegetables. You know, you never wake up and say, like, you know what? I wish I would have ate more pizza and drank more booze and had more ice cream. It's it almost is the opposite of that. Like we're always happy for for a job well done when we have a sense of pride and seeing things through and having a sense of accomplishment. But I know a lot of times, especially in my college days. I woke up and I'm like, man, I'm never drinking again. I feel like a bag of shit. Only to do it again, obviously, the next Thursday and Friday because I was 21 years old and stupid. But uh, uh, most of us will even have eater's remorse now. If you're, you know, your goal is for fat loss and you want to be fit and healthy and happy and you end up binging one night for whatever reason, you know, an emotional food trigger, hormones, or you thought doing it or you said, fuck it, I deserved it. And you ate too many pieces of pizza, had too many cinnamon rolls and drank too many glasses of wine and you woke up the next day. And sometimes even it doesn't even take that long. Sometimes it takes an hour later, two hours later when you're so sick to your stomach because you're so full and you're on this kind of binge. Or maybe it's the next day and you do have eater's remorse and drinker's remorse and like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. 
The point is we never do it when we make the right choices. We're never sorry for ourselves because we got our mobility in, we got our workout in, we ate right, we saved money instead of spent it. We're always happy when we do the right thing. Number seven, nothing is troublesome that we do willingly. Nothing is troublesome that we do willingly. I'll go to number eight. How much pain have cost us the evils which have never happened? Number eight. How much pain have cost us the evils which have never happened? Rule number nine. Take things always by their smooth handle. Uh, I think you go a lot of ways with this, you guys, but I think, uh, you know, in terms of that, don't make things more difficult on yourself than they have to be. I think over times we, we try to make things over complex and make it harder than they are for ourselves or tell ourselves a story that they're tougher. Now, again, like at my house, for example, sometimes the easy thing is the answer. Sometimes eating proteins and vegetables and being active is the answer. And that's not sexy and it's not what we want to hear. But being in really great shape, sometimes just taking you guys, obviously tracking macros, but even if you don't want to track macros, fuck it. If you took a picture of most of your meals and they look like protein, green veggies, and healthy fats, and drinking water, that's a great way to be successful. If you did that, you know, wash, rinse, repeat style, three meals a day, every day for 90 days, most of you guys would be in pretty great fucking shape. It's really hard to overeat on cauliflower, broccoli, chicken, eggs, and fish. It's just really tough to do. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I've never once ate myself so sick on asparagus spears I couldn't move. Now, I can't say the same thing for Doritos, pizza, macaroni and cheese, and cookies, but I've never ate too many Brussels sprouts to where I was like completely sick and I gained weight. And again, I've still yet to meet anybody, you guys, who the downfall or the reason that they're not fit and they're not healthy is because of fucking bananas or carrots. It just isn't. So for me... That saying is just basically sometimes things are easier than we make them seem and we can take the easy route or we can pick the most ridiculous route. Or at my house, for example, like I was diving into, we argue about certain things. We're like, oh, just do the dishes and like you don't want to do them. And then when you really time it, doing the dishes takes all of like three fucking minutes. But when you look at the pile of it, like, oh man, it's so gross. I have to do this and this. It's three minutes of your day. So point being is do the easy work. Don't make it harder than it has to be in your brain. And just keep it rolling. And then I'm going to go to number 10. Now this is important, you guys. And this is kind of the point of the entire podcast, if you ask me. When angry, count to 10 before you speak. If you're very angry, count to 100. I'll say that again. Rule number 10 by Thomas Jefferson. When you're angry, count to 10 before you speak. If you're very angry, count to 100. Now, if you don't do this practice, start doing it today if you're married or you're going to be married, or you ever want to be married, I think this can help you guys and take it from a guy who has been with the same woman for 10 years. Uh, this can save you a lot of headache and a lot of fights. I know sometimes we draw a line in the sand and we're like, I'm willing to die here today, right in this moment. Um, but you don't have to. And this has helped me with my wife. Uh, and I think obviously controlling your facial expressions and controlling your breathing goes a long way with this too. And I can talk about uh, the physiology of that and, and what that can do for you and the state that you're in. And we can dig into that in a different podcast. But what I find is this, when I get pissed about stuff or angry, I always think it through. And I have followed this, I think I heard this like four years ago, and I've done it ever since then. And this goes the same for text messages. It goes the same for emails uh, or meetings you're going to have with people. And I won't, I'm going to give this in kind of context so I don't want to call anybody on the podcast who might be listening who this directly affects. But I'd sometimes walk in, uh, you know, on things and they wouldn't, they'd be out of place and they wouldn't be perfect or there'd be a mess or there'd be lights on or, 
or things going on and I would I'd write a text message out of just pure fucking anger like oh my god I can't believe this. and I'd write it at like four in the morning and I'd set the phone down I'd do my work I'd coach a group I'd come back to the text message maybe an hour hour and a half later and I'd look at it and be like you know what I still need to send it but I can edit out these three things I don't have to say those three words I don't have to put it in that light because knowing that is not going to fix the problem. It's going to piss that person and those parties off. And we're going to have an even bigger argument and get distracted from what the problem really was and focus on all the shit I was saying. I do the same thing with email. Sometimes people will email me stuff or they'll make a comment um, and I'll write a message and then I'll walk away and I'll go, I'll do a workout, I'll squeeze in mobility, I'll do a podcast, I'll do something else. And then I'll come back to it and I'll read the email and be like, you know what? I don't even have to send that email at all. And I think like the old school version of this was like, you know, you write a letter to somebody, stick it in the drawer, come back a day later, read it, see if you still really need to send it. And oftentimes you might still have to send it, but you don't have to send it the same way. You don't have to send the same things because when we're angry in the heat of the moment, our body changes, how we, our facial expressions, how we stand, how we move. We're just, we're kind of engaged in this like ready to fight kind of mode when we don't have to be. And oftentimes, you know, it ended up, you've never been probably at your house with your husband and wife and been in, and gotten a fight laying down. And if you got an argument while laying in bed, odds are one of you sat up or you moved or you turned and it changed postures and positions. Because when we're arguing or fighting, we're in a, we're like kind of in that fight stance. We're not laying down. We're not relaxed. Our shoulders aren't down. Our face isn't chill. Our breathing isn't, you know, long and deep. Our body changes when we're in the heat of the moment when we're pissed off. And I think if you guys are in the customer service business, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, if you are a social media person for sure, um, you know how many times I read messages from people or they'll comment on my shit or they'll say stuff and I'm like, man, what a fucking dick, dude. And they'll say some hurtful ass or some mean ass stuff or just some negative things that don't need to be said. And I want to respond within 15 seconds, but I don't. I read it. I put the phone down. I walk away, I do some stuff, I come back to it, and oftentimes I don't even reply. Or I reply with a very thoughtful, you know, hey, that's not what it was, thank you for the comment, but it wasn't needed. And it's just saved me a lot. And it takes a lot of maturity, it takes a lot of patience, it takes you knowing who you are and understanding that you can be the bigger person. That oftentimes, I'll put it this way, you can do physical things to people and it sucks and it is what it is, the verbal stuff sometimes is even worse because people don't forget hurtful shit that you say. They just don't. And once you say it, you, you can't take the words back. They've already been heard. And again, we can talk about people are too sensitive and this and this, but sometimes we know when we say things, we're doing them to hurt people. We're doing them to elicit a response from them, to make them feel like shit, to put them down. Uh, and it's wrong that we do it as humans and we're all guilty of it. I know I have before in the past. And uh, I try not to do that in my older age, just to be a better person to people around me. And knowing I don't want to say that because even if you believe it's a partial truth, when you say it with enthusiasm, when you say it with intensity and emphatically say it to somebody and you scream it at them, it sticks with them and, and it makes them feel bad. And, and even if they forgive you for it, they'll probably never forget that you said it. And I think by you guys, when you get angry or pissed or somebody wrongs you or offends you, when you're really angry, man, just count to 10. Take your time. Think of this in those moments. Count to 10. And if you're super pissed and like going off the handle, walk away. Count to 100. I think it can save you a lot of headache down the road and getting into arguments and saying things that, you know, maybe people will never forget or they can't take back. And there's no reason to, you know, destroy a relationship 
or damage your relationship, whether it be husband, wife, brother, sister, mom, dad, coworker, uh, client, over some little trivial shit. Because 99% of the stuff that we fucking worry about and argue about in life doesn't fucking matter. And that shit ain't going to matter five days from now, five weeks from now, five months from now. And it sure as fuck won't matter five years from now. And I think you have to understand that. Because we get wrapped up in our own little world by thinking all of our shit is so important. And it has to be this and it has to be that. And I'm not saying our lives aren't important, you guys. But a lot of the stuff that we bicker, argue, and uh, complain about really doesn't matter when it's all said and done. So those are Tom Jefferson's kind of 10 rules for life. And my take on them and the ones that obviously I focus on and have helped me the most. You guys can pick and choose what you think is best for you. But again, all stuff that we know we should be doing, but just great reminders. And hopefully, if nothing else, I can help you guys kind of draw the lines and connect the parallels to life. Whether it be fitness or finance or relationships or anything wrapped up in between. Because I think if you can be amazing at you know one or two things in life in terms of habits, you can take a lot of those same skills and habits and transfer them to other areas of your life that you might be lacking in. It's just you making the mental connection to seeing that how they do mirror each other and how they do parallel uh, one another can allow you to be uh, you know badass at all areas of your life and not just one thing. So anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, just ask. I'm happy to record it uh, if I can speak on it for sure. I got a lot of stuff in the queue, a lot of guests coming on that we'll dig into more detail about. Uh, if you're on iTunes right now, if you have iTunes, if you have an Apple phone, you guys have a podcast app on there, pull it up right now. Stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. If you have a MacBook or iPad, you can pull it up on there. Uh, and just let us know what you guys think of the podcast. I'd love to see it. Again, it, it keeps us going and rolling again. There's a ton of you guys, again, who aren't subscribed. Make sure you subscribe. And if you think these can help anybody, you know, in your circle, please share the podcast with them. Throw it up on your IG. Tag us in it. I love seeing that too. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. It means a lot. And again, the podcast has become crazy popular, which is super cool. Uh, didn't really think it would happen this way, but it has. And again, if you want to watch me ramble on, I'm on iTunes right now. Um, excuse me, not iTunes. I'm on YouTube right now, moving around on my smooth as this camera follows me. And hopefully it looks cool enough. And again, we'll be happy to keep recording these and anything else you guys want to see and hear. So until next time. Eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and if you do get pissed, count to 10. And if you're really pissed, count to 100 before you reply back. So the last thing you guys, as always, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because you know your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.